it's much worse. We cannot, for example, post every kind of information that we would love to, just to show what exactly happens. For some people, you just there is a general information that raping happens, civilians will be killed, but nobody telling the real stories just because it might hurt somebody's visually. For example, Facebook doesn't allow us to post this very bloody pictures just because it's a content that cannot be published. People being raped, kids being raped, it doesn't have this effect when the real story, when the picture, the real picture will show, yes, I know it's very painful to see, but those people have to live with this tragic for the entire life. We cannot put this blindness to, to be afraid to to hurt somebody just because it may not be very beautiful or very polite. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in as we talk with leaders in our community. Joining me today is Lilia Kovalenko with Ukrainian Association of Washington State. Warm 106.9 and Ukraine Association of Washington State have teamed up to send over 10,000 teddy bears to the children of Ukraine while raising desperately needed funds for neonatal incubators. Thousands of children have been displaced by the war in Ukraine. Some are refugees, others are in hospitals recovering from life-threatening wounds, and still others have lost parents. Lilia, thank you so much for joining us today. We're talking today about the teddy bear lift. Yes, I would love to tell you a little bit more about Ukrainian Association of Washington State. Actually, our association was founded in 1971. So it's more than 50 years. We were about to celebrate 50 years anniversary last year. But, you know, during the pandemic, it's not a good idea to do some celebrations. So we postponed that holiday, but the war started. So it looks like we are not going to celebrate this year because we have much more work to do. But let me go back to Ukrainian Association. It's a humanitarian and cultural organization. So in a peaceful life, we are mostly focused on preserving Ukrainian culture, Ukrainian language, Ukrainian folk dances. So under this big umbrella of Ukrainian Association of Washington State, we have beautiful Ukrainian folk dance ensemble. And we have amazing costumes made by Ukrainian artists, it, folk costumes. And we have three different age groups in that uh, ensemble. I'm really proud that my kids were dancing there for many, many years. And even my husband, <laughs> he's a soccer player, but he, for the first time in his life, he asked me to, can I go and dance? And I was like, okay, finally. <laughs> the webpage is uaws.org where we can find all of this and see pictures. And you can find all kinds of information about association, about our mission, what our project's gonna be. Even you can find there about how you can help Ukraine, how to do donations. It will be located on the very front page, big, big button, support Ukraine, and drop-down box will give you different options. Now, do you have family still in Ukraine? How is this affecting you? <laughs> My person, my, I do have family. My parents are still living in Ukraine. 
They uh -huh. live in the western part of Ukraine, in the Lviv region, next to Polish border. So it's called in Ukraine like a safe zone. But, you know, to be honest, there is no safe zone there right now. They both 70 years old and they doesn't want to move anywhere just because it's their land, it's their place, they belong mm -hmm. there. My father was about to, to join a territorial defense, but since he's 70 years old, nobody, of course, they, they didn't want him to be there. So he was kind of upset, but at the same time, they promised if there will be need for help, they will ask him. So that was the only reason that he just decided to, okay, I'm, I'm gonna stay home and I'll wait until somebody will call me if, because I, they need my help. My relatives are there, my, my former classmates from my friends from university, everybody is there. They, they take in different roles right now. Some of them are journalists, some of them are software developers, but some of them in military, but everybody's taking their role to protect Ukraine, to help Ukraine right now. That must be so hard for you to be here, but look at you making a difference. Okay, when war just started, we decided that there is some something that how we can help Ukraine. So as a nonprofit organization, we used to work with Ukraine in different, in so many different ways. So war, actually war didn't start on 24th of February, 2022nd year. So no, it started on 20th of February, 2014. In Ukraine, there are already eight years war with Russia. Since that time, we were helping Ukrainians who were on the Eastern part of Ukraine where the, everything happened. We were supporting different hospitals in Ukraine just to provide them with medical supply, with whatever we can, some food for refugees, for internally displaced people, because there is always something that you can help with. And when war just started, we decided, okay, we have to work a little bit more because it's a, on a big scale, it's gonna, Ukraine need our help. So we contacted almost every single hospital in our area, and we, we were asking for some donations, like medical donation, medical supply donations. And since we work in already plenty of many years with Ukraine on the official level, with Ministry of Health of Ukraine, this connection with local hospitals was like on a very official level. Many uh, non-profit organizations, like medical non-profit organizations, they decided to join us in our, this big mission. And uh, this year in March, we already delivered a big 74,000 pounds of medical supply to Ukraine. So that was our first big mission that we, we did. And it was successful because plenty of Ukrainian hospitals received very necessary pricey medical supply when they were in need. It was on the official level from our American side, just because Governor Inslee works with us, Mayor of Seattle, King County Executive worked with us. Combined mission with government and federals on and nonprofit organization. And we were so happy to about this collaboration and this big effort from everybody to receive some help, to, to receive support 
even moral support from random individual American who, who were just doing tiny little signs like ribbons for us. It was so important. So everybody who gave us some support, we very thankful for that. And that's, that was a collaboration of everybody. So tell us how the teddy bear part is coming into this. Teddy bear idea, it comes from, okay, let me start from the very, very beginning, how it's, you know, it's like a fairy tale because it's such a nice project that I love to work on that project. One of our sponsors, Olympic Hot Tub, they come up with this idea to help Ukraine because Ukraine needs our help right now. And they started fundraising for us. During the fundraising, I had several interviews with Warm, and then somehow with Eric, we come up with the idea that the radio station has such a nice, very like teddy bear lift support for firefighters, for police departments. So why it's not going to ha- happen for Ukrainian kids? I was like, hmm, it's quite interesting because I never thought about that idea. You know, I was thinking about more materialistic way, like more medical, more supply, body armor, stuff like that. Teddy bear, why not? Every single kid who was displayed from from their home, who need a little bit of, you know, warm hug and just every single kid need a teddy bear. I decided, okay, I have to, to have this conversation with Ministry of Health. What do they think about that? And this idea from their side, it was like, wow, Thank you, because it's so in need. Kids need something to be, not just to understand that everybody is helping, everybody is caring of them. They need a little toy to show that somebody loves them, that somebody cares about them on this level, on emotional level, because it's very strong feelings, you know, when somebody gave you a toy at the moment when you're just losing your hope. So it's supposed to be a big deal because Ukrainian side decided to, on the moment of receiving, they want to take a video of teddy bears coming from the airplane, how it goes to the hospital, different hospitals, how kids will, will hug them. This project supposed to be very emotional, not just for kids, but for, for adults, for doctors, for regular volunteers who, who understand it. It's worldwide that American citizens, just the random individuals hear about them. You know, I often hear from nonprofits how generous people here are in the Pacific Northwest, even during COVID. I am just so pleased to hear that you are getting support, but we can always give more support. And how do we do that? We will really appreciate every single word and every single dollar that will go on our account. So we decided to combine Teddy Bear Lift project together with Neonatal Incubators project. Why do we have to combine it together? Because right now we have about 5 million displaced people and we have 250,000 pregnant women. 80,000 of them supposed to have a due date during the next three months. And because of the war, because of constant bombing, Mariupol, Kharkiv, Zhytomyr, Chernihiv, I'm naming big cities like Seattle scale. And those women, we have a very high percentage of premature born kids. 
and because of the hospitals are ruined to the ground. Most of the hospitals doesn't have intense care uh, units for kids, for premature born kids. So we're losing lives. That's why we're supposed to help them somehow. We have to give those kids who were born in such a hard and very horrific circumstances, we have to give them a chance to survive because those kids, that's the next generation for the Ukraine. They have to have a chance to live. So we connected to Ministry of Health of Ukraine again, and we asked how many units supposed to be delivered to Ukraine? How many hospitals are there that we have to rebuild and we have to provide with, with this neonatal units? So in Ukraine, we have about, on the Eastern part of Ukraine, we have about 34 hospitals, uh, childbirth centers, and 16 neonatal centers, like centers for premature born kids especially. So, and all of them supposed to be provided with new supply just because of circumstances that we under war right now. We decided to collect money. We decided to contact with different suppliers who can be our donors, who can provide us with this equipment to be delivered to Ukraine. And, but the most important is, of course, it's money that we will use every single dollar. Yeah, that I'm literally saying every single dollar, just because our organization is a 100% volunteer organization. We have 0% of, of our money using for administrative. So every single dollar will go to Ukraine to help Ukraine, to support Ukrainians in need right now. UAWS.org, Neonatal Incubators Project. So our plan is to collect about $4.5 million to buy about 1,000 units to provide those hospitals with. There's so many things that you have mentioned that we don't think about. We, we think about war and that it's terrible. Thinking about here, thinking about pregnant women during COVID, has been a big thing. I can't imagine during war. And I love it that you have just picked up this and said, what do you need? How can we help? And then you're doing your best to make this happen. Any donation I'm sure would you would be so grateful for, but we do know that a lot of companies will match a donation. If you're thinking about giving, maybe check with your company to see if they might match that donation. And it's so important. And we are so pleased to partner with you on this. Do you have any stories you'd like to share? thousands of stories, <laughs> plenty of them about pregnant women who were, were just helping them right now because they are internally displaced. So they don't, they don't live in their uh, home anymore. So they move to another city and they live with another people who's supporting and helping them. But at the same time, we're working close with nonprofits on a, in Ukraine just to support those people, especially pregnant and who gave birth like in a couple of weeks ago to support them, to supply them with basic needs. Like, believe me, baby formula, they need it. Just because of stress, some women doesn't have the breast milk. So baby formula is a big deal for them right now. And since Ukrainian manufacturers doesn't work, so we have to supply them somewhere from US, from Australia. So we're looking for million partners to to collaborate together to supply 
like diapers. That's again, that's a big support and big help. I'm very dramatic in dramatic situation right now because you know, I hope you you saw information about what happened around Kyiv in Kyiv region, like Bucha, Borodyanka, plenty of people were just killed without any reason, just killed. And about Russian soldiers raped Ukrainian kids. It sounds so unrealistic because in the 21st century, nine-month-old kid where girl was raped in front of her mom. Mom was tied to the tree and kid just died because three adult Russian soldiers raped her. And it happens not just once. We have every single day the stories like that. Boys, girls, 90 years old, grandpa just came to the police department to claim that he was raped several times. It's impossible to tolerate. It's impossible even to mentally process how it can happen now. Right, right now, so since we're nonprofit, we're trying to help in different directions. I have my very close friend who's a psychologist. She offered her time to talk with Ukrainian kids who was raped. There is a story that I, I was crying so hard just because of that, because I, I'm a mom. I have two kids. I have 17 years old, beautiful girl, smart, fantastic. She's much better than I am. And 13 years kid was badly raped by several Russian soldiers. She's 13. And then they moved to Poland, you know, just because they were escaping. And in a couple of weeks, she figured out that she is pregnant. She's in such a horrible psychological condition right now just because she was raped. But again, this pregnancy, what she can do with that? And that's just the beginning of her life. She will deal with this situation her entire life. It's a, it's a broken life. It doesn't matter how many hours she will spend with a psychologist in a mental health, she will still live with that. We have hundreds of, of stories like that. That is so devastating. And like you say, that's not things that we're hearing about. There's so many things that we can't do. So if we can at least put the effort in, I mean, we don't know how long this will go on when the people can even get the help. Like this little girl at least had your friend to talk to. How many other people are not getting any kind of support? Oh, I'm just so lost for words of what you must be living with every day, having to know that it's people that you know and you love and it's your people that are going through such horrendous. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, that even my parents in Ukraine, but right now when I feel this pain, I feel that not just my my blood family is my family. Every single Ukrainian belongs to my family, my personal family, because I'm Ukrainian, I was born there. Doesn't matter where I live, I lived 20 years in US, but I'm still Ukrainian and I have this feelings to my country, especially when there is such a horrific time there. I still, maybe in this moment, I have more connection to Ukraine, just because I don't want to feel myself helpless right? That's why we're doing as much as we can, sometimes even more than we can, just to help them, to support them in, in any ways. I feel like, how can we not give? How can we not do everything possible we can in every way possible? I just want to hug you. I am so sorry 
you know, this word means million dollars for me. And I, I believe that support that US government showed to Ukrainian refugees, individual Americans just opened their homes for Ukrainian refugee. They helping, they supporting, they feeding them, they giving them clothing. So it's everything. It means so much for us. You know, you cannot imagine how grateful we are and for how we'll remember that forever. Darkest time, you can see the brightest soul. So that's exactly what's happening to us right now. And that's exactly what U.S. people, you, Americans and American government providing. You're giving hope to Ukrainians, not just teddy bear hope. You're giving us hope and faith that humanity will prevail. That's so powerful. You know, there's a lot of scams when we hear about a war. People start putting things out. Really, we know that UAWS.org, all the money's going to the Ukraine. It's a great way to help. If you want to make a donation, just go on a website uh, and make donation through PayPal, through our website. If somebody doesn't want to do it through website, you always can call. You, there is all information that you can contact us. My personal cell phone number over there. Yeah. And you just give me a call or I'll redirect your call to our financial department and in bank that they will help you to do direct deposit if you need to, if you doesn't have the PayPal account. Or you always can write a check and send to our PO box that you can find again on our uaws.org website. And you're hearing it straight from somebody who knows what's going on. I would implore you to spread the word. You've heard this now. You know what's going on. It's important that we let other people know so they can donate. It's easy to not want to look at the horrendousness of it and just go, oh, well, it'll resolve. But it's horrendous. Horrible things are happening. And once we know, we can't not do anything. So thank you. Thank you so much for being willing to share your heart and be so blunt and honest. And again, picking this up and saying, this is what I can do from here. And so again, we're calling it Teddy Bear Lift. And you can go to our website, Warm 106.9, and donate. Or you can go to UAWS.org and donate. And all the money does go to help Ukraine. I just wanted to thank everybody for listening, for being supportive to Ukraine, for everything what you're doing for Ukraine. It's important. We will survive. With your help, we will survive. And there will be a new Ukraine, much better than it was before, and we'll be we'll stay strong, and we will have we'll always remember what happened and how U.S. citizens and U.S. government help us and support us during our darkest time. Thank you, Lilia. And the webpage is uaws.org for your donations. It's much worse. We cannot, for example, post every kind of information that we would love to just to show what exactly happens, what, you know, because for some, for some people, you just, there is a general information that raping happens, just civilian will been killed, but nobody telling the real stories just because it might hurt somebody's 
visually. You know, for example, Facebook doesn't want to post, allow us to post this, this very like bloody pictures just because it's a content that cannot be published. But words, people being raped, kids being raped, it doesn't have this effect when the real story, when the picture, the real picture will show, yes, I know it's very painful to see, but those people have to live with this tragic for the entire life. We cannot put this blindness to, to be afraid to, to hurt somebody just because it may not be very beautiful or very, I don't know, polite. Well, thank you. And thank you for what you're doing and, and bless you. I hope this just brings in tons of money. Thank you. I hope so. We'll do our best. It's called Teddy Bear Lift. Thanks to the Warm 106.9 listeners, Bartell Drugs, we have the teddy bears to send. And thanks to our promotional partners that we have a way to deliver the teddy bears to the children in need. Thanks to your kind donation, more than just smiles can be delivered. Operation Teddy Bear Lift, airlifting the gifts of hope, love, and healing. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference.